Hey guys, this is Chiyama from Chimu Talks. Today I'm gonna do something just a tad bit differently, and by a tad bit, not too much. Um, this message just fell into my heart, so I am just going to talk to you guys. I don't have like any type of structure or whatever, so I'm just gonna talk, okay? Because I've seen a lot of people go through this, and I just kind of want to talk and give you guys, I guess, hope. All right. The thing I wanted to talk about is people keeping other people accountable, especially when the other person has more leverage than you, right? And also, the other lesson I wanted to touch on is never ever say no to other opportunities or like reschedule your life for other people's maybes. I don't care if it's the company's maybes, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your parents, never restructure your life or let go of opportunities for other people's maybes, right? So I'm just gonna go more into that in the next segment. Okay, guys, so I'm going to go into more about this topic. So the re- let me give you some context. The reason why I want to talk about this is your girl, you guys know that your girl is job searching. I'm finally almost finding the light at the end of the tunnel, so that's great. But through my job searching, um, you know, charades, I've noticed that a lot of people, especially recruiters in HR, not because that they're mean, but because of the process that job seeking is, they usually have a lot of leverage over job seekers, right? So they think they can't be held accountable or we're going to be much nicer to them and let them get away with stuff that they will never let us get away with in 50 years. I'm talking about not answering phone calls, not answering emails, not answering messages, especially when they told you to message them, right? So, so again, this is like going to be very unstructured, right? But like it always is. But I just wanted to tell you guys, keep these people accountable, right? I'm talking from a job ser- searching perspective, but in every perspective of your life, whether you're if you're a job seeker or not, keep these people accountable, even if they have leverage. So I'm just going to use job seeking just because that's my experience. If a recruiter contacts you, right? If a recruiter contacts you and says, hey, contact me back, and you do so in a timely manner, and the recruiter doesn't say anything, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and follow up with them. Okay, because, you know, people get busy. Maybe they forgot. Maybe, you know, you fell through the cracks. It happens. Send them a follow-up. Politely send them a follow-up. If they still don't message you back and you know for a fact that they read it, send them one more follow-up. But after that, leave them alone. Right? Leave them the heck alone. Like, I don't care if it's a recruiter or a hiring manager. Just leave them alone. Now, I'll give you a slightly different advice if you're dealing with recruitment or staffing agencies. So staffing agency recruiters are a bit different than company recruiters because while recruiters, at least most of them, are paid on a fixed rate, a lot of staffing agencies and their recruiters, they make money if you get hired, right? So if I was hired, you know, at... 
if I was hired at Forever 21, but staffing agency, I'll call them, I'll just call them, but a staffing agency helps me get hired at Forever 21. Forever 21 is paying me 25K, but they also have to pay 5K to the staffing agency. So for them, I'm costing um, Forever 21 30K. My salary might be 25K, right? But they're paying 30K for me because they have to pay the staffing agencies. So staffing agencies literally get money if they if the company hires you. So because of this, that's why you really got to keep them keep them accountable and job seekers you have a little bit more leverage here because if you don't get hired, that staffing agency doesn't get money. Right? So some tips on that is if you if they say they will get back to you by Wednesday, this is what you do. Wait until Wednesday, let that whole Wednesday pass, right? And then call them up Thursday. You know, give them a call, leave them a message. Wait two to three days. If they don't reply to your call, email them. Wait two to three days. If they like two to three business days, it has to be business days. Two to three business days. If they still don't reply to you, send a follow up. And if they still don't reply to you, call up their boss. Find out who their manager is, who they report to, because sometimes when you call them, they leave a voice message. They'll say, my manager is so-and-so. You can contact them at this. Contact their boss, okay? And then tell the boss the name of your recruiter and what's the issue. Because I have actually done this, and I think I might do it again if this recruiter doesn't get back on her crap. No offense to her. But if you do this, if the manager or the boss sees that one of their recruiters is not even answering a job seeker's like emails and texts and the boss sees like the job seeker is being reasonable. So, so, you know, don't spam the recruiter. Don't be calling them every second. Don't be calling them every day. Don't do that. But if you are like, you know following up with them in a timely manner in a professional manner and you show this to their manager the manager nine out of ten times will be like okay this is a problem this job seeker is seeking help to get placed in this job you're being unresponsive and since you're being unresponsive you are messing with our money because staffing agencies literally get money if you guys are hired Right, so if they so if the company hires you, the staffing agency gets money. So it is really in their best interest to match you with the job or to at least answer you, right? So if the boss sees that, they're gonna get on that recruiter to be like, hey, at least answer her. Right. And that's actually worked for me. This one recruiter was just not doing her job. I call I was calling her, emailing her, just ghost. As soon as I sent an email, just an email to her boss, all of a sudden, this girl is calling me. This girl is emailing me nonstop. So, y'all, I just want to tell you guys, because a lot of times job seekers, we're seen as weak. We're seen as we'll take anything that comes our way. And I'm here to tell you, you guys have a bit of power, okay? Again, don't spam and be respectful. But if you're working with the staffing agency in particular, right? Company recruiters, they're different, right? Because, like, they don't make money if if you get hired. So your interests are not aligned. But staffing agency recruiters, they literally get money if you get hired. So if their boss sees that one of their employees is really messing with their money, 
they will do something about it, right? So you call them, you talk to them, and keep these people accountable. Keep these people saying you cannot just get my resume and hold it because you know, it works for you, get my number and hold it. So if a job opportunity does come and you present it and not be answering my calls, not be answering my emails and think we will take it as job seekers because we're desperate for job. And I'm going to let you know, like all job seekers know, not every job seeker is so desperate for a job. Like we want to work and we want money. I understand that. But like, if you are an engineering student, right? or your backgrounds in engineering, are you really going to take a janitor job or a secretary job? You won't, not unless you're in dire need. But a lot of job seekers, we are not in dire need like that. We're like, the, like the money and the time does not make sense. So keep these people accountable, okay? Again, be respectful, but keep them accountable. And if you call their boss and their boss is no help, this is what you do. Send an email saying um, you don't want to work with this agency anymore if it's really that bad. Or just leave them alone. Just leave them alone. And when you write reviews for them or if someone says, can you give me a review? You give them a scathing review. Again, be respectful in your review, but just be like, I don't recommend so-and-so or this and this because of A, B, and C. So when other job seekers see that, they will at least know what they're getting into when they're going to that recruitment agency. Because there was one recruitment agency that I was working with, and they, and on paper, they seemed phenomenal. They've gotten a lot of people that I know jobs. They've been great. And when I talked to my friends, it seems like I got a bad recruiter. The company is good, but it seems like I got a bad recruiter because my friends were telling me when they were paired up with their recruiter, not only did the recruiter talk to them, but the recruiter actually gave them sample resumes of people who were in their field, of people who had similar background and how they got hired. My recruiter had never even offered me that. My recruiter just is just sending me these BS jobs. That are either in my field, yes, or the pay is so low that it doesn't make sense. And she's not answering. She's not doing anything. So it can also be possible that the, that the agency is good, but the person that you got paired up with is bad. So just keep them accountable. Yes, you're a job seeker, but you have rights. And I just want to tell you guys this, job seekers, we are currently gaining more power because now the unemployment rate, at least in America, I don't know about the rest of the world, the unemployment rate is kind of low and there are currently more jobs than job seekers. So these people need us and it has gotten so bad that job seekers have actually ghosted recruiters, have ghosted on interviews and have actually ghosted their first day of work. Which I find, I mean, to be honest, that's very unprofessional and you should never do that. But I kind of find it funny. I'm like, you know what? It's bad. Don't ever do that. But maybe if enough job seekers do this, recruiters, HR managers, hiring managers, recruitment agencies will think twice before they do the same thing. And in the next segment... I will talk about how to keep when recruiter gives you bad advice and how to handle it. Stay tuned. Okay, y'all, welcome back. 
So in this segment, I am going to talk about if a recruiter really gives you bad advice, how to handle it and how to make them know that they give you bad advice while being respectful. So story time. There was this recruiter I was working with. Again, very nice guy. But a part of me feels like that that guy is so deep within his, you know, recruitment or so deep within his job, he fails to realize the bigger picture. So he comes off as not not hot headed. He comes off as a guy with big like hot air. Like I've connected him with some of my other people who needed jobs and they're like, Chioma, this guy is full of hot air. And for those of you who watched my previous podcast, this is the same guy who only asked me, how am I doing? How's the job search? And then within a week wanted me to write him a recommendation for his work. And when I said, I don't have any examples, but said, I can provide you examples. That That's how I knew this guy wasn't it. But, you know, I gave him a chance because I'm like, you know, people, it's not always their day. So it's this guy. This guy, and if this guy is watching this, I say this with love. I'm not trying to bash you, but I'm just trying to just tell you my experience so you can learn from this. Anyway, this guy comes to me. He has helped me with my resume. He actually took time to talk with me, tell me the state of things, which I greatly appreciated, right? I greatly appreciate. And then he helps me with my resume and he like kind of in a sense, rewrote my resume, but he really didn't rewrite it. All he did was, um, a lot of recruitment agencies do this. They just, on the top, they just have a summary of your work, right? So I'm like, all right, I appreciate it. Thank you. Again, the resume looks the same. That was just the only difference. Now the guy's asking, can you write me a recommendation for my work? And I'm like, we're doing this again. So I know the reason why he connected with me is because he just wants recommendations. That's it. But I'm like, you know what? You actually did something this time. So I don't mind writing a recommendation and telling people, yeah, he does take time and he will talk to you at least. Now, this guy gave me advice and I know I should not have taken it of putting my resume on career builder. For anybody who knows Career Builder, for any every job seeker who knows Career Builder, you know Career Builder. If you put your resume on there, a lot of the jobs, a lot of the calls you get from these recruiters are either are either like marketing and not like like sales and marketing. And I'm not talking about legit sales and marketing. I'm talking about you are in HEB and you're selling people insurance. Those types of things that are sketchy that they're almost pyramid schemes or the positions that are completely compensation. Like it doesn't even matter if you're an engineer. It doesn't matter if you're a nursing student. In fact, let your let you be a janitor. It doesn't matter. Only those types of jobs. And then your email will have an influx of messages from people who don't make sense. They'll say, hey, we pulled up your resume on Career Builder. We think you'll be a good fit. Um, can you add us or can you tell us when will be a good time so we can interview you tomorrow? So we can interview you tomorrow. They don't give a job title, job description, nothing. And then when you go back and, you know, me, Chioma has time. So I email them saying, can I have the job title and can I have the job description? They're like, oh, we're doing this and that. But the job description that will usually be for the interview. Y'all, how many job interviews, like legit job interviews, have you gone to that they won't even give you the job description? 
usually those types of jobs are either not jobs or they're trying to sell you something or trying to get you to sell something that's been my experience and there was this one person i was about to rip into her like nicely and be like that makes no dang sense but anyway so i've had my resume on career builder for like a week or two and while i am flattered that some people do call me with legit opportunities one a lot of the people who are calling me are recruitment agencies and don't get me wrong i don't mind recruitment agencies calling me right However, for recruitment agencies, it's just like I just have to keep them accountable. So if they're not doing what they say they should do, I do have a lot of their manager's numbers and I'm going to call them and complain just so they can at least do their job. Right. But two. So I don't I don't mind. But for those recruitment agencies, those are only like a couple, like one or twice, like a month. Not a lot of them. A lot will be caterer jobs. I'm trying to sell you snake oil, um, try to sell life insurance when I don't even know what insurance is, you know, those types of jobs. And so we get a slew of that and job seekers everywhere will tell you career builder is a bad idea. But this recruiter in good faith told me to put my resume on there. And I, and when I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? From his point of view, putting my resume on Career Builder makes sense because recruiters can go in, um, look at um, keywords, and pull up resumes like that. So I'm like, for his job, Career Builder is a godsend because if he's looking for someone who's a data analyst, all he has to do is type in data analyst and then he can pull up my resume, whatever resume. So from his point of view, it's great. But from job seekers, it's complete trash because for every one golden nugget we get like so there might be a good recruiter who's actually looking we get a thousand emails that are trash and career builder is not a positive roi so how i dealt with the situation is i'm like you know what let me ask him because sometimes when you're so into your work you don't see the bigger picture So I asked him point blank, you know, I greeted him, said, how are you? But I point blank asked him, have you used career builder as a job seeker? I have not had a response yet, but I kind of want to see his response. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because sometimes when recruiters give you advice, while a lot of times their advice is good, sometimes you have to look at it from a job seeker's point of view putting your resume on career builder is not the best i will tell you that but when a recruiter gives you advice on put your resume on any of these sites whether it's monster indeed whatever ask them their opinion on it and then ask them have they used this as a job seeker because how career builder helps recruiters is not how it helps job seekers so you know keep them accountable and be polite just ask them hey have you used this as a job seeker what have you seen and if they said they haven't then let them know how job seekers viewed this let them know all these problems because as soon as my recruiter answers me back on whether or not he has used um, career builder as a job seeker i'm gonna like sit him down and be like look while as a recruiter i understand that career build is probably good for you guys because you guys can just type in keywords but for job seekers we don't get any benefit what we get is people calling us people emailing us about these jobs and a lot of these jobs don't have a job title or job description and i'm like it's really to be honest we open us up open ourselves to a lot of spammers
So, so that's why when you said career builder, I was really looking to see, do you really understand job seekers? Or are you just trying to help yourself? So y'all, um, keep, keep these people accountable because a lot of them they do mean well but they're just probably so deep into their stuff and craft that they fail to realize who they're trying to help all right now in my next segment i'm going to talk about how you should never pass up opportunities for somebody's maybes and how that can bite you in the butt so i will tell you my experiences and everything so stay tuned All right, y'all. Now, lastly, I am going to talk about never, ever, 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 ever turn down other opportunities for somebody's maybe. And let me explain. So um, us as job seekers, while we are looking for jobs, some of us do have opportunities that come to us. So for an example, you might have like an employer or like someone who's like hey I have this really great job position for you but I'm not able to talk to you until a month from now whether it's because of budget whatever right because it's not open yet I don't know right and then a lot of us job seekers what we'll do we'll be so excited that someone came to us for this job position thinking oh we'll be a good fit and then we're like oh and then we read the job description we know the pay rate we see the say we're like emits everything it's in the city that we want the job description makes sense we love the job description and the pay we love the pay so of course you're like oh of course yeah we'll talk in a month you know and this is just talking this is not we'll give you the offer this is just talking right and you'll be like okay cool So when we're like, okay, cool, and we're so enamored by it, especially if we've been job searching for months and months, when other job opportunities come, like, you know, someone may say, hey, we have this cool job opportunity. We want to talk with you about it within a week. What some of us will do is reject it. I know some job seekers on here are laughing at me like, why would we do that? We laugh, but I've seen enough of us do that. We will either like you know, reject it, or if we do accept, we're going to be like, oh, you know, we're not going to be serious about it. Or what happens oftentimes is, you know, if no one comes to you with an offer, when someone's like, oh, we want to talk to you in a month, what we'll do is we will stop applying to other jobs. We will stop preparing for interviews. We'll get lazy, right? And for a lot of us, for 90% of us, when we do that, when that cool opportunity comes around and we talk to that person, that person will say, we found somebody else for the job. Or that person will say, oh, we found that you're not a good fit. Or that person will say, oh, that position is no longer available because of A, B, and C. And now not only did you reject not only did you reject other job offers that could have been great or opportunities that could have been great, But now the one that you were waiting out on has fallen through the cracks and now you have nothing. So the reason why I want to talk about this is because I see as job seekers and as people who really don't have so much leverage sometimes, we tend when we see something that's amazing, 
right and we know it's legit when we see something that's amazing that what we want we're always holding out for that we're like oh my god they've came like either a recruiter came to us a hiring manager came to us and this is the job of our dreams we're like oh my god i'll take a chance like i've been replying i've been applying no one even says hi to me no one responds to me and this person actually took the time to come to me for this dream job man i don't want to interview anymore i don't want to keep applying to jobs because if i keep applying i'm gonna get a no anyway if i interview people are gonna say no so i might as well relax and talk for this dream job that they think that they're going to give me because they came to me I apologize for the dramatization, but that's what happens for a lot of us because I hear stories. I've also been through it and I'm going to give you some of my stories so you guys can understand where I'm coming from. There was this one job opportunity that I had like the beginning, like May, right? Like I was like, this was before I graduated and this job opportunity looked great. It looked like it was in my field. I actually enjoyed it. I've talked to the hiring manager directly a couple of times, you know, like not about the job, but just about general stuff. Right. And I really liked her. I interviewed with the team. I really liked the team. I enjoyed the team and the place was good. The, the pay was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay because of the job. Cause I really liked the job and I'm like, you know what? I got this right. And then on top of that, the recruiter that was helping me, you know, they did everything for me. I didn't have to fill out a job application. They already did all of that for me. All I had to do was like confirm my email and upload like a resume, which they already have, but they said just upload it just in case. So that's also, that's all they did. I didn't have to make an account. They did everything for me. Basically, all I had to do is upload my resume and say if I was interested right so that was really really good and they actually delayed by a week or two for my interview and they called being they were they were sorry they said oh my god we're so sorry we hope no one else got you yet we apologize you know they were just being like very very nice which with job seekers when we are not even owed a rejection letter you know, because we'll apply in these companies, even if they don't pick us, they won't even have their robots send out a rejection letter. You know, when job seekers were not even owed that, we're just left hanging. People who are actually, you know, filling up the application for me, referring me, and actually concerned that they took two weeks to get back to me, where a lot of companies, they will take a month or two just to even give you a rejection letter. So it made me happy. I'm like, wow, they really care. And I knew the hiring manager, like not no, no, but I've had several conversations. So I'm like, I like this. Y'all tell me why, because of that, I stopped applying. I didn't stop applying. I still applied, but it wasn't very, it wasn't a lot because I was tired and I was so excited for this one. Tell me why I go to the interview. I did well on the interview. They said I did really well. I clicked with the team. I enjoyed the interview. It was one of the best interviews I've actually had, to be honest, even till this day. And they took like a week or so to get back to me, which I was okay with. And they were like, we decide while you interviewed very well, we decided to go with another candidate. Y'all, I was crushed, but I was okay. Cause I'm like, if you interview me, if you find somebody else, that's fine. Just because you interview me and you like me doesn't mean you have to hire me. 
So the recruiter was like, yeah, oh, we're so sorry, but the recruiter um, referred me to another position. So within a week, I was interviewing with the same company, different job position, and they shared my name. They said, these managers want to talk to you. You know, so I'm thinking, no hard feelings, it happens. I'm like, you know, let me go interview, I'm excited. So I interview with the people, and this is what happens next. The company, the recruiter, ghosts me. They, they don't even tell me, they don't even give me the, we went with somebody else. They completely ghosted me. I went, I did the interview and I never heard back from them again. Not a, we picked somebody else, not a, we're sorry, nothing. They ghosted me, never talked to me again. Y'all, I was so devastated. It wasn't, they picked somebody else over me. It was how they were so nice. And then at the last dying minute, they just tossed me to the side. Couldn't even acknowledge where I was in the process. Just stopped caring. And my thing was like, this is ridiculous. I'm I'm like, one, recruiters should never tell you you got the job or like they can pamper you and butter you up, but they should not. How this recruiter handled it was very was very sloppy but that really hurt me and ever since then I've been like you know I'm gonna apply I'm gonna apply even if I interview that doesn't mean I got the job right fast forward a couple of months later I was working with this recruitment agency I will not say their name but if they're hearing this you know who you are they found a position for me in G not G what GM Oh, Lord. GM, I don't even know how to feel about them right now. But they found a position with me for GM. It was part-time, which I was okay with. And then I was looking at the job description. I'm like, you know, this is fine. I can do this. So this recruiter was buttering me up saying, you know, you have a good chance of being hired. But I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. I already learned from my first mistake that I should not be expectant. Right? But, y'all, everything looks good. I fit the profile. The people liked me. Um, The only problem was I flew out to Michigan. I'm from Texas. I flew out to Michigan at a drop of a hat. My own expenses just for an interview. And you should never, ever do that. But I flew just for the interview and because I had other stuff to do in Michigan as well. I interviewed with the people. Everything was going great. These people said they would let me know in the middle of the week what's going on. They said, they'll let me know by Wednesday. In my mind, I'm like, okay, great. Wednesday comes around, I don't hear anything. But I'm like, you know what? Things happen. Let me give them time. I interviewed with them on Monday. Stuff falls. They have other people to interview. Fine. So I wait. A week goes by. They don't say anything. I call the recruitment agency. The recruitment agency doesn't pick up. Two weeks go by. Three weeks go by. I'm not hearing anything. I am talking to my friends and a friend who's not even involved with G says, GM says, aren't they going through a hiring freeze? I'm confused. Why are they interviewing you? And I'm telling you guys, no effing joke. The very next day, the recruitment agency was like, GM has closed this position due to unresponsiveness. And I asked the recruiter, unresponsiveness from whom? Because I've been very responsive. And they're like, GM closed it. I'm like, all right, that's fine. 
Well, it wasn't fine. I was very upset. But the reason why I was upset, I actually have a lot of reasons because it's, I could tell that the recruiter was not being truthful. Like, let's be honest. GM is a huge company. Why is G, Why did GM refuse a phone call or a video interview? I have a feeling that the recruiter lied or I don't know, but I'm, I'm not going to go into that. But the thing that really hurt me was I flew all this way for you guys not to even give me an answer. It wasn't a yes, it wasn't a no, it was a close because you guys are going through a hiring freeze. And I had to find that out from somebody who doesn't even work at the company because she has a friend in the company. That's how I found out, through a roundabout way because you guys would not tell me. And because of that whole GM thing, me, I virtually stopped applying. I'm like, let me take a break. This this GM thing, even if it doesn't work, it's fine. I'm going to stop applying. I'm going to chill. And it completely bit me in the butt. Now, me not getting into GM was actually a blessing in disguise because um, a friend, one of my friend's friends, they actually got fired for GM because, you know, GM, they're doing all these layoffs and they completely laid off all agency Hires. So anyone who was hired through an agency got laid off because because companies pay agency hires more. So if you're an agency hire, if you're making like 70K, right, the company is actually paying 75K for you or 77K, right? So because the agency makes money if you're hired. So they laid off because they were laying off a lot of people. And they laid off all the agency hires. So to be honest, I guess that worked that worked out for me because had I been hired, like they would have put me on to be hired and I would have been fired before I even started. So that was something else. But that one that taught me never fly out for an interview, y'all. I'm telling you, if you're going to fly for an interview, do it on the company's dime. If they're like, okay, if you are going to the area anyway, because you're visiting friends then that's fine. But if you are not planning to go to that area, do not fly out for an interview. Tell them you're only available for phone or video. And if they try to guilt you into it, do not fall for it. Because that's what they did to me. And look what happened. Do not fly out. Do a phone or video. This is 2018, about to be 2019. We are too old for we got to do it in person when you guys are not physically there. Okay? And, or if they really need to fly you out, they will pay for your flight ticket and they will pay for your hotel. Don't ever do it on the dime. If the company says we're not going to interview you, we're going to go with somebody else, so be it. It's better that you stay home, save your money, because the flight tickets are $200, $300. Stay home, save your money, and apply to other companies than it is for you to pay that $200, $300 for an interview and these people say no. Because just because you get an interview doesn't mean they'll give you the job. So I'm telling you guys, what whoever needs to hear this, do not fly out for a job interview on your dime. Either have the agency pay for it or the company pay for it. If they say we can't do that, then be like, okay, I'm not interested. And have them give, have that job be a blessing to somebody else. Um, so, now I, that I've told you guys my examples, 
the reason why I want to go and say do not look down at opportunities or do not pass opportunities for somebody else's maybe because if somebody is saying maybe you have to assume that it's a no if someone's like oh we have a job opportunity we're not so sure about it but we have a job opportunity it will start like in January and it's November do not be like okay cool and be so enamored by this job opportunity that there will be other job offers saying hey we have this cool job opportunity it will start in December and say nah I'm gonna wait until this January one no don't do that because what's gonna happen for 90% of us is we're going to be saying no to these job offers, no to these job opportunities, saying no to applying, saying no to interviewing. Then when we do get to January, I am telling you, because I've had this happen to me and I've had it happen to my friends. When you get to that offer, they'll say, oh, see, we didn't have the budget or, oh, we decided to do it next year or, oh, we've interviewed you, but we feel like somebody else is a good fit. And now... That job opportunity that you were waiting for, you don't have it. And all those other job opportunities are gone. So do not do this. If someone says maybe or someone says we're not sure, take that as a no. Even if someone's like, yes, someone's like, we will. Even if someone says we will give you this job offer in January, I'm going to let you guys know because I've had friends who've had their job offers rescinded at the dying minute. Just be like, tell them, thank you. I love this job offer. But let them know that since the job offer is in January and it's effing December, tell them, however, I understand that things happen, that so-and-so, whatever. And let them know that you're going to keep on applying and you're going to keep on interviewing and that if you find another job offer, you will take it. Now, there are nuances in this. If they say, oh, we're giving you this job offer and it starts in January, right? And you guys sign paperwork and it's legit, you know, don't tell them, oh, I, if I find something else, I'll leave you. Don't do that. But I'm just saying, if they say we have a potential job offer or we would like to offer it to you, but we have to wait until January and they're not giving you any paperwork, let them know up front. Or actually... I take that back. This is what you can do. If they say something along the lines of, we have a potential job offer for you, but it can start in January, or we would like to interview, but it'll start in January, or we want to give it to you, they have no paperwork. This is what you do. You say, oh, let me look at it. You know, I agree to it. You can say, I agree to it. I look forward to hearing from you in January. And then you know what you do? You apply. And you interview at other places. Because if you apply and interview at other places, if you get a job offer and you like it, you can accept it. And then the job offer that's in January, just tell them something came up. I decided to go with this other job offer because of A, B, and C. You know, be honest with them. And the reason why I want to tell you this is because I'm telling you, for 90% of us, if we wait for that January job offer... And again, we have no paperwork. You know what companies are going to do? They're going to do the same thing. They're going to be like, oh, we didn't have the budget. Or, oh, we decided to go with somebody else. Again, it has happened countless of times. Right? And so I tell people, you are always on the market until your first day at work. 
So even if you do accept a job offer and you signed the paperwork, still put in your applications and still go to interviews. Again, you don't have to apply as heavily as you were before. You don't have to interview as heavily as you were before. And if someone asks you, do you have an offer on the table? Be honest and say, yeah, I have an offer, but you know, I haven't started and I'm still um, interviewing because I told them I would interview and I still want to you know, be true to my word, right? Say something like that. And the reason why I said you are on the market until you start your job is because, like I said, I had this one friend got a job offer, right? They gave him the job offer. They were negotiating, but they basically gave it to him. Like, okay, we can work with you. Tell me why at the last minute they rescinded his job offer. It wasn't because of what he posted on social media, It wasn't because that he was being rude, because I I read the emails. It wasn't because he was being rude or he did something that's against company standards. You know what they told him? We found somebody cheaper. I'm not even playing with y'all. They literally said they found somebody cheaper. That's why they took away his job offer and he had to do the whole job process all over again. And when I heard that story, and I've heard other stories like this, but when I heard that story, even though I heard it a long time ago, it, it jars me because these companies, they can do what they want. If they rescind your job offer, you as a job seeker, what are you going to do? Cry? You can't sue them. They have every right to take away that job offer. And at the end of the day, those recruiters, those HR managers, the hiring managers, the company, they will still get a paycheck. They will still feed their family. They will still go home and chill because they have money in the bank. While us job seekers, especially us job seekers who have kids... We will still be looking for the job search and our bank account will be depleting. So all I'm saying to these job seekers, I don't know who needed to hear this. But please, for the love of God, if you don't learn anything from this random podcast that I did, please do not fly for a job interview on your dime. Either the agency has to pay for it or the company has to pay for it or you're not going. Okay, two. You are on the job market until your first day of work. You are on the job market. So if someone says we have an opportunity for you for January and it's effing November, thank them for that. Say you want to be in consideration. Say I would love to learn more. You know, accept it, but still be interviewing and still be applying. Okay. And three... What was my third one? I already said, don't fly out on your dime. All these job opportunities, you're still on the market until you start work. I don't think, oh, three, value yourself. Um, Keep these recruiters, these HR managers, these recruitment agencies accountable. Because guys, you have a lot more power than you think, okay? Like if someone is treating you bad, they shouldn't just get the hook. So if you're dealing with the recruitment agency, if the recruiter is not doing their job, if you can find their boss or who's the head, if you can get in contact with them, 
Tell on them. Tell on them. So if anything, they will at least contact you back. Or if it's just so bad, maybe they'll give you another recruiter who's a better fit. So that's all I'm saying to you guys. I hope you guys have a happy holiday whenever you hear this. And I'll see you guys later.